The following is general advice only and should not be construed as accounting, legal, or any other professional advice. The details of your situation are fact-dependent and you are advised to seek the help of a competent professional. Hey, what's happening, everyone? Welcome back to another action-packed edition of CPA Reviewed. As always, I'm your humble host, Jeff Elliott, a licensed CPA in the state of Kansas, much to the chagrin of many. Happy Monday to you. Today is Monday, October 26th, 2015. Well, on today's show, we are going to switch it up a little bit. And um, so I was contacted by the good folks at the University of South Dakota Beta Alpha Psi, and they invited me to come speak to their Beta Alpha Psi meeting. Um, apparently, they had heard of some uh, strange outpost in uh, CPA review world called Another 71, and um, they wanted to hear more about it and my um, take on the CPA exam. But since we here in Kansas drive horse-covered wagons and winter is coming, I decided it would be best if I made a video instead. So I asked them to submit some questions and submit they did. There's about 25 or 26 questions here. And so um, if you are not in Beta Alpha Psi and you do not appreciate marketing messages, then you might want to shut this off now because there are several questions about Ninja, uh, but I will try to keep my uh, Ninja answers as unspammy as possible. If you are in Beta Alpha Psi and you are watching this right now, I will try to um, answer as thoroughly, yet I will keep my answers um, short, succinct, and to the point. So here we go. Question number one, what is the success rate of students passing the CPA exam the first time using Ninja? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> um, so the, and that, it's just not something that I track because, um, well keep in mind the first time pass rate for the CPA exam according to NASBA, so the people who actually know that stuff is about 30%. And so at the first time pass rate is 30% from NASBA, but yet the, the CPA review courses who make up the majority of candidates, so the majority of candidates use like these top five courses, if they all advertise a first time pass rate of like, crazy high numbers, um, something doesn't add up there. And so the first time pass rate, again, of, for the CPA exam is 30%. The pass rate per section, so people who walk in to take FAR, about 50% will pass, about 50% will fail. Um, and so uh, if a company is advertising pass rates in the high 80s, 90s, whatever, um, like something doesn't add up there. and. And also, people use people use Ninja in conjunction with another course, oftentimes, I suspect. And uh, one of the questions that I doubt the CPA review companies are asking their candidates 
when they're coming up with these pass rates is did you did you use any other material? So did you use company company X's flashcards? Did you use Ninja MCQ? Um, I mean, which which software did you use? So uh, candidates tend to study with several different um, study materials, paid for, free, etc. And so uh, ignore the CPA exam pass rate advertising because um, it has it should have zero impact as far as what exam um, provider you go with because no one no one verifies there's no checks and balances in the CPA exam review industry as far as pass rate so so uh, several companies have had the same pass rate for several years and it like it like doesn't change well that's that's um, that's pretty strange um, it's pretty incredible and so um, because you know the the uh, CPA exam pass rate per section fluctuates one one month it'll be 46% next month it'll be 50% the next month it'll be 54% and it just it fluctuates um, and so all of that to say ignore the pass rate stuff because again the first time pass rate from NASBA is 30% so um, the math just doesn't add up there uh, I did do a poll once and um, it was reasonably scientific <laughs> and um, essentially candidates using Ninja MCQ who got to the review stage, which means that they answered every question um, correctly at least once. I think it had like 85 to 90% of those people passed. So, but anyway, um, more important to, and, and, and that's not even a scientific poll. Um, that's almost anecdotal, anecdotal. Um, more important than CPA exam pass rates when, when uh, in my podcasts and in life, I go off on tangents. So uh, more important than advertised pass rates in your selection of a CPA review course are um, questions such as, um, does this course match my learning style? So um, I, I hate PowerPoint. I need a live slash instructor slash uh, talking head. So you should not buy a course that uses PowerPoint, PowerPoint style lecture. Or man, these talking heads really distract me. I just need a book. Well, don't buy a video course. You just need to get a book. Or, um, you know, keep in mind that if you, if you do things right, you'll be waking up in the morning at like 5 a.m. to study. So um, if an instructor's mannerisms just drive you absolutely nuts and the alarm clock goes off, you're like, no, I'm not getting up at five this morning to listen to that instructor do this weird thing that I can't stand. Um, or if you are up and you know, you're hating life and you're, and you're, and you're chugging your coffee and you just can't take another minute more of this instructor, so you switch over to Facebook. Well, would you get up at 5 a.m. to to uh, check Facebook? Like, <laughs> the status updates from from 11 o'clock the night before when you last checked it, when you're laying in your bed with your <laughs> with your iPhone. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one that's ever done that. Like, 
you wouldn't do that. And so make sure that it's someone that you can wake up to and at least tolerate. So uh, uh, if you, so like for instance, uh, if you if, if you can't stand the sound of my voice, my uh, little Kansas twang, don't buy the Ninja Audio. Um, so, uh, and and people have said that I that I say the word uh, measure wrong, weird. I, I guess in the audio I said major. <laughs> hey y'all, that's major dish. Um, and so you know I have my quirks too, and that's okay. <laughs> My voice might crack throughout this, throughout this recording, and that's okay. Um, hopefully, you'll still get some good stuff out of it. You might hate my beard. Uh, my wife happens to love it. That's why I get away with it. And plus, I'm self-employed, so uh, as long as the wife loves it, I'm good to go. Um, and uh, you might hate my uh, my estate sale wall art behind me. That's okay. You don't have to buy my Ninja Audio. <laughs> Okay, so uh, some other considerations when you're buying a course. Uh, learning style, we covered that. Instructor quirks, major, covered that. Um, what is the refund policy? So if you're gonna drop a couple grand on a course, um, like if you decide that that's what you need to do, well, you get it. You open up the big box of stuff and you're like, well, this is kind of ghetto. Um, I'm gonna send this back. Wrong. <laughs> Most of them have um, a very unfriendly return policy. So check it out. Read the fine print. Would you would you buy a $3,000 used car without test driving it first? No, because it might smell like grandma's dead cat. So uh, make sure that you test drive your CPU review course by watching the demos. Um, any access restrictions? Does it expire after a certain point? Um, if you buy a single section of Ninja MCQ, it expires after three months. Um, but it's a pretty friendly price and a pretty friendly re renewal price. You should know that. Um, does it expire after 18 months? Like, what is the expiration date? Does it never expire? Um, every other type of Ninja material comes with free updates until you pass. So, all the Ninja stuff, free updates until you pass. Does this um, really expensive review course like, do they charge $25 for a new textbook? Do they, like, or do you have to buy the whole course again? You need to find that out before you uh, drop the equivalent of a really nice cruise. Uh, any access restrictions like um, like like IP? So, you know, if, if they have a mobile platform and um, you're on the train going to work and, and you're using LTE and uh, then you then you get to your office and, and you use their Wi-Fi and then you get home and use your Wi-Fi. Well, you've just gone through like three or four IPs. Are you going to be locked out? Because they might have IP restrictions because they don't want people sharing the materials. Find that out. Question, <laughs> that's kind of long-winded. It's only 10 minutes. Um, question two, what is the cost of the program? The the Ninja materials vary by cost. Uh, They're all very affordable, I can assure you. <laughs> You can go to another71.com and check out all of the prices. They are very candidate friendly. But the cost of the program should be a secondary or uh, tertiary issue for you um, as far as um, what... I think I used tertiary correctly in a sentence there, right? <laughs> uh, like... 
this course that you're going to buy, it is your, like they are going to hold your hand uh, in throughout CPA exam land. And so buy the course that you like. If it's really expensive, buy it. If the course that you like is dirt cheap like Ninja, buy it because uh, ultimately it's an investment. The most expensive courses, like um, there is not a correlation. So a lot of times people correlate <clears throat> um, price with, with um, quality. And so, um, you know, really, really cheap beer isn't as good as a really good double IPA or something like that, you know? Um, it's not the same in CPA exam land, however, because, um, so you're buying a crazy expensive course. Well, these big organizations, they have huge staffs. <clears throat> I told you my voice is going to crack. They, had, they have huge um, overhead, like massive buildings, a lot of, a lot of people on the payroll. Um, when they, whenever... Whenever someone visits like a beta alpha side chapter to give a presentation, that ain't free. Guess who's paying for that? You. You are paying for that. And so um, they have to make enough money to cover like all of their overhead, all of their travel, all of these conventions and conferences and student ambassadors all over the country and have all of these all of these uh, accounting experts on staff to do their updates and all the IT infrastructure and all of the massive, massive advertising. They have to, so they have to charge enough to cover all of that so that they can then um, make enough to, you know, have a profit. Some of them have shareholders. So who pays for all that? You. So, um, just because a course is crazy expensive, like there's not a correlation there between, um, between price and quality. Granted, some of them have really slick interfaces. And so, um, if you need a really slick interface and it's just, it's just banging, well, then that might be the course for you. Uh, Ninja, Ninja's pretty good. It's a little ghetto, but, uh, People pass with it all the time, and I think it's pretty good. And um, I will say, Ninja MCQ kicks any of kicks any other softwares butt out there. Um, I will proudly say that. But um, you know, <laughs> I am not as polished as some uh, accounting professor that that they keep on retainer to do the Ninja audio. Um, I think I'm also more entertaining to listen to. Um, you know. Who would you rather listen to four hours of auditing with? Um, me and my moderately funny jokes or, you know, we're going to cover um, auditing and attestation. Um, uh, this is a four and a half hour exam. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, I don't know what that was, but um, you get the gist. So, um, Anyway, so lots of things to consider. Again, uh, when you pay a lot of money for a course, uh, what are you paying for? You're paying for the overhead and some snazzy presentation and polish on the interface. So, um, 
<laughs> question three, can you give a tutorial of the program to see how it functions? Sure, go to another71.com. You can, you can download my free study planner. It comes with the uh, section of the book, notes, audio, flashcards, and all of that good stuff. So you can demo it all for free. Um, Ninja MCQ, there's also some, some screenshots there. Basically, Ninja MCQ, 6,400 or so, AICPA licensed uh, questions and simulations, 250 plus simulations, and it has all of the bells and whistles that you want. So um, just buy it, you'll like it. <laughs> I guarantee you that you'll like Ninja MCQ. Check out my books and notes and audio and stuff to see if 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 it's um, if if you like it. Um, what types of questions are used? AICPA licensed questions. So I have a license with the AICPA. Um, are there any special kinds of materials that Ninja offers? Um, Ninja Notes and Ninja Audio are unlike any type of study guide or audio in CPA review land. Um, they're just they're just different and um, uh, I think they're pretty darn good. And uh, so I'm a huge fan of, of audiobooks. I don't read a lot because I don't know if I have ADD or what, but I just I just get distracted. And so I I listen to a lot of books. So I listened to a couple of years ago when the Steve Jobs biography came out, massive book. I listened to it like in two weeks. And so huge fan of audiobooks. I have a pretty good idea about um, what a good audiobook sounds like um, because uh, I know I know how to keep a, a reader's attention or a, a listener's attention because I know what keeps my attention. So um, while you're driving along and you're listening to me drone on about audit sampling, I'm like, hey, listen to this. This is important. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> it's a little bit unconventional, but I think the Ninja Audio is the best audio in the land. Of course, I'm 100% biased. Um, <clears throat> The, the wrong way to do an audio is to take everything in the kitchen sink that's in your video course and throw it into an audio form. Eh, that doesn't work. People won't listen to it. And people basically, basically they're just wasting their money. So if you have like a 15 hour audio over auditing, eh, I mean, Ninja, I don't know. It's the last time I make that noise, I promise. Um, uh, the Ninja audio is like three or four hours. And it's designed so you can listen to it over and over and over. Because what are you going to remember? One audio that you just like got through once and it was like walking on rusty nails just to get through it. Or um, or like the Ninja Audio, which if you have like a 30 minute commute, you can get through it in its entirety once a week times seven or eight weeks while you study. You can get through it seven or eight times and you are more likely to have the info stick on exam day. Uh, Ninja Book, I think Ninja Book is the best review book in the land for the simple fact that um, a lot of companies make their book like this big like telephone book. So um, uh, apparently telephone books are still around because I still get them in my mailbox. And so it's just this big fat thing. Um, uh, apparently, apparently they haven't heard of Google. but. Um, and so, um, consequently, so similarly, the CPA review industry, they just put out this big accounting 
phone book and you're supposed to read it. Well, you're not going to read that, which is why you buy a, a review course that costs several thousand dollars because they open the book and they tell you what's in it and they and they and they tell you what you need to know. What if you what if instead that you had a book that only included what you needed to know? And that's what the ninja book is. So I guess that's kind of special. Um, is there a schedule for deadlines to keep us focused and on task? Um, the the ninja free study planner um, kind of has some uh, a way for you to budget your time. Um, ultimately, you are going to have to be super disciplined to pass a CPA exam because live classes are kind of a thing of the past. They they're kind of like VHS tapes. I'm sure some companies still have them around, but um, eh, why? And so, I mean, why have a live class when you can just, when everything is just self-study? And so, um, so you are going to have to be super disciplined. The one benefit of a live class is that you physically have to go. And um, uh, the downside is you can't study in your underwear. So, uh, but so you are going to have to be disciplined. Like the best study planner in the world will not get your butt out of bed at 5, 5 a.m. Okay. Um, are there contacts through the program if we are stuck on materials and or IT issues? I respond to IT issues really quickly. Thankfully, we don't have a lot of IT issues. But, um, you know, if you buy Ninja MCQ and it's, and it's a really, really cheap price, um, you don't necessarily get me on on a retainer if you need help. <laughs> so and um, but uh, I I try to answer. So I don't I don't guarantee it, but I do try to answer as many questions as possible. And I also provide the um, CPA exam forum, which which is cool not because of me at all. Um, it's because of the good people at the another71.com forum who are extremely helpful. So when someone has a question, it's like, hey, I don't understand this agency law question. Like people who are taking the exam, who have passed and, and who passed a long time ago, they, they, they chip in. It's a true community and it would not exist without them. So by the way, if you even if you don't buy anything from me ever, Please contribute at the another71.com forum. It's pretty sweet. Okay. <laughs> uh, how do I compare and contrast my product to what other courses offer? Um, it's better in a lot of areas. It's not as polished in some areas. So, um, you know, uh, some courses have really slick videos. Um, there are some really good instructors in the industry. Uh, but you also pay a lot of money, you know, you're going to drop two grand plus, you know, for that instruction. Um, there are some really good instructors in the industry who know their stuff. Um, so, um, as of this recording, I don't have videos, so I'm not sure that I, that I, that I need them or that my, or that, uh, people who, who are interested in Ninja even want them. Um, but I might have them in the future, but uh, so Ninja does not have videos. Ninja has the, Ninja has Blitz, which is like PowerPoint slides and um, people, that's kind of like a cram. Um, and so 
I already said I think Ninja Book is better than everyone else's book. Um, I'm 100% biased again. I think Ninja MCQ is better than everyone else's software. Ninja Notes, pretty good. It's Ninja Notes is not comprehensive. It's a little bit random. So um, if you if you're looking for Ninja Notes to kind of be kind of like this walkthrough study guide, it's not. It's what I think is going to be on the exam. It's like uh, okay, you went through your big Mamba Jamba $2,000 review course, but uh, here are the things that you really need to have stuck in your head for exam day, stuff that you might have forgotten. That's what the Ninja Notes is. So that kind of makes it special. It's not just, I mean, if it's in the Ninja Notes, you need to know it. Uh, Ninja Audio, um, it's, it's, um, it's special because of my Kansas twang. <clears throat> uh, what makes Ninja's product superior to those on the market and how can you maintain that advantage at your price point? I don't have the massive overhead and uh, I have some super secret uh, ninjas in the uh, dojo but aside, who, who helped me, but aside from that, um, and, but aside from that, um, it's, it's just me. And uh, I do the product updates and um, consequently, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at product updates. And so um, there's been times, especially on section 179 for regulation, where I've, I've gotten the 179 number correctly and other courses had it wrong. And they're like, Jeff, you're wrong. And I'm like, no, they're wrong. And here's why. Oh, Jeff, you're the man. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, it's, those, it's those small little victories that get me throughout that they get me through the day. Um, again, there are some really good, there are some really good courses out there and they're also very expensive. And, um, so choose wisely. Um, how does the adaptive learning feature in Ninja adapt if the user guesses correctly but does, but does not fully understand the material? If you're going to guess in Ninja MCQ, click the question mark button, then you can still see the answer, but it will mark it as you did not know it. So it doesn't mess up your adaptive learning. Once we, once we purchase the software, how long can we use it? Is there a limit? If you don't pass the first time, do you have to pay again? Or is the material available until you pass? Ninja comes with free updates until you pass. Uh, unless I switch to a subscription model, which I'm considering, um, but forget that for now. Uh, uh, whatever <clears throat> whatever um, offer you buy Ninja under, you're grandfathered in to that. So for right now, if you buy if you buy Ninja, um, you get free updates until you pass, and that's you'll always be grandfathered in. I will, I will always treat you right, and uh, like you never have to worry about me not treating you right because I treat people the way that I would want to be treated, and um, I'm extremely fair. So, and I always err on the side of just taking people's word for it, um, <clears throat> and. Um, and one other thing about me, there's not like levels of like bureaucracy. So take take any CPU review course and uh, try to get a hold of the owner or the instructor through email. I'll wait. Oh wait, you can't. <laughs> so um, I, for the most part, I answer my own my own emails. I cannot keep like. If I get 100 emails in a day, <clears throat> I try to answer them as many as possible, especially people who need help, um, especially study advice. That's, um, but uh, there's a few exceptions, but for the most part, you know, you send a company a lot of money, you can't get their instructor um, 
on uh, through email or social media. Um, and I try to answer questions in podcasts just like this. Um, and so the software, it has a timer. The timer is noted um, on the sales page. So, but it, I've tried to make it very affordably priced. And so if, if you need to, so um, it is priced. So like Ninja MCQ right now is $47 for, uh, for three months. And... Uh, which is one testing window. So why pay 150, 200 bucks for a whole year of regulation if you pass it after one testing window? So basically I'm not pre-charging you for updates. So um, how does Ninja use the old CPA exam questions and are those questions available to students taking the test? I have a license from the AICPA and those are all in there. How do I access Ninja? And and I said earlier, if you don't like marketing, if you don't like marketing messages, you're gonna hate this video. So I warned you. <clears throat> um, how do I access Ninja through a website or is it in a paper medium? Uh, Ninja MCQ is through a website. Ninja Blitz is through a website. Uh, Ninja Notes is downloadable on a tablet. You can print it out. Ninja Audio is downloadable. Put on your Put on your phone, put on your MP3 player, people still use those. Um, listen to it on your desktop. So you can have Ninja Audio at your desk. So <laughs> if you want a sneaky way of studying at work, listen to Ninja Audio on your on your desk or through headphones. They'll never know. <clears throat> um, Ninja Book is downloadable. You can print it out. Ninja Notes, you can print it out. You can put it on your tablet, whatever. What experience do you, Jeff, have with taking the CPA exam? Um, I started the CPA exam back in 2005. I was the world's worst CPA exam candidate. Um, I am the world's worst ever. <laughs> Basically, I would come home from work and I would do what any responsible um, person does after they come home from work when they're trying to stay for the, for the CPA exam. I would sit down and play Madden. I think back then I had a PlayStation 2. <laughs> so uh, my MO was I would play Madden. And then um, a week before my exam, I'd be like, oh, I should probably study. And then I'd go in and I would fail it. And I wonder, man, how in the world did I fail again? The CPA exam clearly is not for me. Woe is me. I think I'll play some more Madden. And so I did that for three years. It's like uh, uh, the the definition of, of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So I guess I was insane for three years. My wife came to me and said one day and said, hey, me and the kids, we love you, but it's time to either do this or not do this. Um, as Yoda would say, there is no try. And, um, and so I said, you know what? I think I'll do this. And then I went on to pass. Um, along the way, I lost my FAR credit. So I passed FAR and then uh, passing FAR kind of felt like passing the CPA exam. So I did again what any responsible candidate would do. I took a whole year off. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I passed FAR. I'm good. That's kind of like passing the CPA exam. And, um, and then all of a sudden, uh-oh, um, I need to pass regulation or I'm going to lose my FAR credit. So I got a 74 on regulation. Darn. 
Well, you know what? I'm going to take regulation again, but I'm not going to study AMT, like-kind exchanges, um, within, within, with or without a mortgage. I'm not going to study 1231, 1245, 1250 assets because I hate them and I'm just going to study again. Well, wouldn't you know it, I got another 74 and I lost my FAR credit. Now, losing a CPA exam credit kind of feels like the worst thing in the world. It's really not. But losing a FAR credit truly does feel like the worst thing in the world and it actually might be. And so um, not only, so like one, one point and I would have been a CPA. Instead, I was back to having to repass FAR and um, figure out how in the world was I going to get from a 74 to a 75 on reg. Well, I figured it out. I studied everything that I studied before on reg, except this time I studied AMT, 1231, 1245, 1250, and like-kind exchanges. And what do you know? I scored a 92 on regulation. And then I took FAR and I passed it my next time. So um, I am the poster child for um, so for laziness. Let me complete that sentence. I was very lazy, and um, I had some work ethic issues to work to work through there. And um, once I decided to stop being lazy, I was good to go. And so I I am the poster child for what not to do taking the CPA exam. So and if you want to read more, so if um, for anyone watching this video, if you're watching this video and your spouse is like giving you a hard time about the exam, it's like, Hey, it's time. Well, download my CPA exam survival guide. And, and I walk you through how not to be a horrible spouse while you're taking the CPA exam. Cause I was a horrible spouse. <clears throat> what is your best tip that you could give to a prospective CPA exam taker? My best tip uh, ties back into work ethic. Don't start the CPA exam until you are ready to work your butt off. And I mean, uh, study 20 hours a week. If you're not studying 20 hours a week, what, you're in busy season? Too bad. <laughs> I went through two busy seasons, so um, I can kind of say that, although I wasn't studying. So um, you can kind of think I'm a jerk. Um, no, you can study through busy season um, and you might not be able to get 20 hours a week. You might be able to get 10 to 15, but you can still, you can still study during busy season. So don't start the CPA exam until you are 100% committed. Okay. Don't dabble. Don't dabble in the CPA exam. For one thing, um, the CPA exam process is miserable. So be in it for as short of an amount of time as possible. Get in, get her done, get out, okay? Don't dabble. Uh, so like, you don't have to be like crazy smart to pass the CPA exam. Passing the CPA exam means that you, me meets, means that you have met the minimum requirements to serve the public interest, okay? It doesn't mean that you're an accounting expert. The public probably thinks that you're an accounting expert, and when you tell, you know, Aunt Sally or your friends at church or Little League or whatever that you passed, they're going to think that you're an accounting expert, and subsequently, 
Consequently, they're going to want you to do your tax, do their taxes for them. And you might think, man, I scored a 75 on reg, and most of that was because of business law. I didn't do great on individual tax. They don't know that. And so um, you are going to have to really work to pass the CPA exam. Um, so for those of you who are watching who are in Beta Alpha Psi, um, you're, you're Beta Alpha Psi because like, like you likely have really good grades. That's what Beta Alpha Psi is. Um, you have good grades. And so there are people who have really good grades who go in and fail their first section of the CPA exam. And it's, it's because they coasted through college because college was kind of easy. The CPA exam is not easy. Um, it's not easy if you don't work hard. Um, and so you can take someone who is kind of an okay student and they can work really hard while studying for the CPA exam and they can nail it. You can take someone who has a 4.0 and cum laude and all this stuff and um, if they took my early approach with the CPA exam, just kind of farting around, <laughs> <laughs> That's a technical term. Uh, you you will likely fail, and and then you're like, oh, I'm such a disaster. I'm such a failure. How can I ever tell my dad that I failed? You know, he, he's gonna think he, he's going to think that I'm that I'm such a failure. Well, no, you're not a failure. You were just lazy, and it's okay to be lazy if you learn from your mistake. Learn from your mistake, and then go do something about it. So that's my tip. Uh, what's the best way to pace oneself for the CPA exam? Just pedal to the pedal to the metal. Seven to eight weeks per exam. Uh, like I said, get her done. Does Ninja include a study guide? Yes, uh, Ninja Notes. If you're looking for something comprehensive, Ninja Book. Comprehensive but not overwhelming. <laughs> When do you suggest starting to study with your materials? How far in advance for the CPA exam? Don't start studying any materials until you are ready to start your, <clears throat> your six to seven to eight week process for your exam. So if you're taking FAR and you're going to study seven to eight weeks, <clears throat> start studying seven to eight weeks out. Don't, like, you know, you're taking the exam in the fall, don't start kind of looking at the FAR book during vacation. No, like enjoy your vacation. So the thesis, my thesis of the CPA exam, when you study, study. When you don't study, when you aren't studying, don't study. <laughs> Pretty pithy. So um, never take your review materials with you on vacation. Either schedule your vacation for right after your exam or account for the fact that when you get home from, from your vacation that you're going to have to study really hard. Don't dabble, like, like don't dabble. So when you're on vacation, be on vacation. When you're at work, be at work, except for the Ninja Audio, shh. Um, when you're at a restaurant, be at the restaurant. Put your stupid phone away. So anyway, I'm guilty of that too, but and also, when you're at the mall, put your phone down. I almost ran into you last week. Why was I at the mall? That's another story for another day. Okay, when you study, study. So when you're with your family, like when it's friends, loved ones, family time, whatever, like, like don't have a conversation with your kids 
while you're doing multiple choice questions. Like, just do one thing and do it with excellence. So, and that includes taking breaks. Take your breaks with excellence. What's something you, <clears throat> what is something unique about your program? Um, I am very accessible. So for better or worse, <laughs> um, I answer most of my emails. I answer, I interact with people on social media. Um, you can get a hold of me. Again, try to try try getting a hold of, like, pick any like pick your big two thousand three thousand dollar course. Try getting them to answer you directly. <clears throat> what order do you suggest taking the four sections in? <clears throat> Um, I would take FAR, Auditing, Regulation, and BEC. So there's obviously overlap between FAR and Auditing. And there's some overlap between FAR and Regulation in terms of, de of deferred taxes. There is some auditing, overlap, auditing and Regulation overlap in the areas of professional responsibilities and ethics. Um, I recommend taking the hardest part first, which is FAR. So people debate about it. It's FAR. FAR is the hardest exam. The only way that I would um, switch this up is if, <clears throat> like, let's say that you um, that you have only six weeks to study. So you fin so you take far. You have six weeks. So maybe it's at the end of February or something, and you know it's it's um, late January. You want to take another exam late February before the dead month. Um, take take BEC because you can study it six, six to seven weeks. So FAR, seven to eight weeks. Auditing, seven to eight weeks. Regulation, seven weeks, eight weeks. BEC, six to seven weeks. Study 20 hours a week. If you're not studying 20 hours a week, you are not studying. Um, what components, books, flashcards, note cards, videos, lectures, questions are included with the Ninja Review? All of them, all of those. <clears throat> Uh, so Ninja is comprehensive and complete. So the book and the MCQ are comprehensive. That's your main course. You can pass using only those. The notes, audio, flashcards, blitz, uh, those are supplementary. You study those during your downtime when you otherwise couldn't. Like you're in the grocery aisle. You're like if you are going to walk around the mall, staring, staring, staring at your phone. Please stare at my flashcards, not uh, Instagram or Facebook updates. <clears throat> um, I'm probably graduating after 2017. How is the exam going? How is the exam change going to affect me? Can Ninja Review prepare me for the change? Um, so don't worry about that until after 2017. The 2017 CPA exam it's kind of going to be a bear. <laughs> uh, the the review providers not only do they have to get the content updated, uh, everyone has to re reprogram their software. Like like <laughs> like really. Really, AICPA? Really? Why do we have to go do that? <laughs> Why couldn't we leave well enough alone? Just kidding. <clears throat> sort of. All right. Um, the exam change isn't going to affect you because that's going to be your reality. So when people, back in 2010, um, so auditing, regulation, and FAR used to all have written communications. And now they don't. And um, they've all shifted to BEC. Well, people are freaking out. Ah! 
um, when Farr added IFERS back in 2010, people freaked out. Ah! In 2013, when they clarified auditing standards, you had to know the clarified standards and what they called the extant standards, the old way. So you had to know the old way and the new way. Uh, and that's uh, after July 2013 exams and beyond. People were like, ah! Well, people still passed and people will still pass the 2017 and 2018 exam. I predict the pass rates would go just like they did back in 2010. But eventually they will climb back up. So everyone's gonna be okay though. It is going to kind of um, stink. <laughs> with the changing industries, how often does Ninja update with current rules and regulations? We update twice a year. So, um, and oftentimes if there's like an interim update, like, you know, effective October 15th, then those are updates where, uh, like for extraordinary, like for instance, extraordinary items, the so be, that's only testable on the exam right now because the new way <clears throat> because um, early adoption is permitted and so you have to know the old way and new way but for the most part um, so like tax law tax law changes mid-year because um, not to delve into the minutia too much but uh, the CPE exam test on tax law that was uh, or six months after its effective date or its enactment date, whichever is later. So that means from um, July 2015 through June 2016, which is actually a dead month. So May 2016, the 2015 tax law is going to be um, tested. So um, I stay up on updates and have done pretty well so far. What is the hardest exam of the four? Far. When do you recommend taking the hardest exam? Take it first. Final question. Do you suggest using multiple study resources? Yes. So um, whatever course you use, that's not a bad idea to add a second software or test bank as they're known in the industry. Um, there's no harm in that. And I think it's, it's a pretty good idea. Uh, unless you have an NJMCQ, then you really don't need anything else. But <laughs> I can contradict myself. Um, so whatever course you're using, it doesn't hurt to add some supplementary materials because you get another company's perspective on the material, another flavor. <clears throat> um, you know, you're using your crazy $3,000 course and you want to get um, uh, <clears throat> some guy from Kansas's audio well, that's a pretty good idea to listen to on on your commute. So using multiple study resources, it's a pretty good idea, I think. But I'm biased. I'm 100% I'm biased because I sell supplementary material. So take that with a grain of salt. Well, um, just over 45 minutes. So I hope this has been helpful. Thank you again to uh, Beta Alpha Psi from the University of South Dakota. Um, if you are in Beta Alpha Psi and... Uh, you want to contact me, Jeff, at another71.com. I will send everyone in your chapter some goodies. You'll be happy that you emailed me, so um, pass that along. And um, so thank you again. I hope this has been helpful, um, and good luck with everyone's exams. Be good. Take care. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast, and I will talk to you soon. I'm not impressed by your performance. See that? He's being funny. <laughs>